everyone, and welcome back to Strong Style Wrestling Podcast, and I'm your host, Paul Martinez, and we're here today. We're a, little, a couple of days late, actually, you know, we had the Easter uh, holiday, and so for the Easter weekend, I was a little busy with work and uh, family stuff, so I didn't get to uh, talk about this show, but we're going to talk about it today, and that is Lucha Underground episode 209, which was Aztec Warfare 2. Maybe one of the most talked about shows already of this young year. This is a show of one match. <laughs> and it's a match that uh, so much happened and it's going to definitely fill up a show. We're not going to talk about anything but this show. But it's going to be a lot of detail I'm going to get into. Uh, there's a lot happening. And uh, let's just get started with it, really. As I said, this is episode 209. Uh, we open... With Champion Phoenix walking in the catacombs where he comes upon Pentagon Jr. Pentagon tells him that he's taking that title tonight. Then the lights flicker and Katrina appears. She tells Pentagon he doesn't even know why he's even here. He didn't get an invitation. He lost that privilege when he put his hands on her. Then they start going back and forth at each other about fear and darkness and what have you. She then turns to Phoenix. And she says tonight he takes his last breath. And Mil Muertes takes his title back. She disappears leaving Pentagon and Phoenix to stare at each other. And then go their separate ways. We go to ringside. Where we have colorful Aztec warriors dancing, playing drums, etc. As the crowd is chanting Aztec Warfare. As I said, there's no undercard tonight. So let's get to it. Aztec Warfare 2. Phoenix, as we learned last show, is the first guy for the second year in a row. Out and as he's defending his title in this match. Second man up. Rey Mysterio Jr. Makes his lucha. <laughs> Sorry, I'm already excited. Makes his lucha underground debut. To a fantastic ovation. Definitely pop of the night. Honestly, I've never been the biggest Ray fan. But this felt special. This crowd was electric. You saw people high-fiving each other in the stands. This was a huge moment in the temple. The match starts out with some wrestling. Ray hits a round-the-world head scissors. And drops total Drop toe holds him into the ropes. Goes to the 619 early. But runs right into a super kick from Phoenix. We get some more uh, scientific wrestling. And then number three comes. And it's King Cuerno. It's the first time we've seen him since he lost that last Luchador standing match to Phoenix. Uh, he catches Phoenix with a jumping sidekick right to the mouth. He face plants Ray. Then hits the arrow from the depths of hell on Phoenix out on the floor. Uh, number four comes in. It's Argenis. So I guess that I means it looks like the Disciples of Death are in fact dead. As Argenis was formerly Barrio Negro. Argenis is uh, laying out everyone with super kicks. And gets a near fall on Ray. But uh, he collides with Cuerno who was trying to re-enter the ring. And Ray hits him with a 619. Then a frog splash. And Argenis is eliminated. Number five. Johnny Mundo. 
Johnny catches Phoenix with a standing Spanish fly for a two count. That was uh, the big spot where he was in. Then number six, Joey Ryan. As he won a special four-way match to get the last invitation earlier in the day. Uh, Joey goes right over to the metal barrier and handcuffs himself to it. Supposedly, that way, he can't be pinned ever. He can just wait to the end and then, you know, be fresh and fight whoever's left. While this was happening, I noticed behind them is Famous B and the former crackhead Brenda all decked out too in white. Uh, they look like a million bucks. In the ring, we see some more, uh, some nice hard kicks, some covers. Cuerno gets Ryan the super kick out on the outside. And Famous B walks over, hands him a business card uh, to uh, Joey Ryan, that is. Number seven comes out, and it's the man who won last year's Aztec Warfare, Prince Puma. He comes out on fire, knocking everyone from the ring. Then hits a springboard, shooting star plancha on Johnny Phoenix and Cuerno. Just an incredible, incredible spot. In my opinion, the spot of the match. This guy touched the sky, as I believe Stryker said. It was true. Incredible spot. And then after he walks over and drops Joey Ryan with a punch. Uh, fans are chanting holy shit after that spot, which with good reason. Seriously, one of the craziest spots I've ever seen. Uh, number eight comes out. It's Jack Evans. He makes his way to the ring as Ray hits a double like leg lariat, which he turns into a cross, cross arm breaker on King Cuerno. And Cuerno taps, so he's eliminated. Uh, Phoenix, Ray, and Puma all now start to work together and are beating down Evans. Um, Johnny Mundo tries to act like he's part of them and, uh, you know, jump in the ring and help him too, but they knock him out the ring. So Mundo then pulls Evans to safety and they're trying to come up with a strategy when number nine comes out and it's Taya Valkyrie. Uh, I just love this girl. So now we have Taya. Johnny and Jack Evans, they form a partnership to go in to face the three masked men. They all are knocking each other down. And it's, you know, a little bit of a brawl. At one point, I see Ray is down and reaching at his hamstring. I was worried that he, he might have already injured himself in his first match here. Uh, they are about to uh, triple team Ray when the 10th entry comes out. And it's Cage. Johnny looks like he just crapped his pants. The Rudo crew try to attack, but Cage just lays waste to them all. Taya comes to Johnny's rescue on the outside and gets slammed hard to the floor by Cage. Again, I'm not a big fan of watching these women take these bumps, especially from a big brute like Cage. Uh, Johnny, though, uses that to his advantage, hitting a few big-time kicks. Uh, Famous B, meanwhile, is handing cards to the fans, telling them the number to call. Then Mundo throws Cage face first through Katrina's office window. That seems to be a go-to move for Mundo. If you remember, he did that last year to Alberto Del Rio. Stryker actually exclaims, oh shit. <laughs> Time for number 11. And it's Mascarita Sagrada. Ugh, thought we were done with this guy. Johnny gets a hold of him on the floor and is abusing him when Cage emerges from the broken window. He's bleeding, but more angry than hurt. He hits Mundo with a discus lariat and then the weapon X out on the floor. Throws Johnny in the ring. Puma hits a running shooting star 
and gets the three count, eliminating Johnny Mundo. I upset about that. I was hoping Mundo to go a lot farther. Uh, number 12 comes out, and it's Marty the Moth Martinez. No relation to me, by the way. And, uh, by the way, I haven't seen Ray since that, uh, he grabbed his uh, leg in the ring. I'm hoping he's okay. Uh, Marty is a house of fire, actually, hitting lariats and big boots. And, uh, even hit a big spot on, uh, Jack Evans. Then Mascarita Sagrada goes after him. But the moth lays him out. And then, then the fan favorite Drago appears as number 13. Drago and Jack go at it all over the place. Drago tries to hit Jack with the mist, but he ducks and gets Joey Ryan instead. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. Poor Joey thought he could just sit there and be safe, and he's taking abuse since he's been out there. Uh, Drago needs to work on his aim with that mist, by the way. He never seems to hit anybody with it. Well, he's never hits the right guy. Uh, Ray is back in, and he and Sagrada team up to pin Marty the Moth. Uh, number 14 is the Mac. As the Mac enters, he sees Marty leaving and gives him a stunner for good measure. I assume that was for Sexy Star. Uh, Cage and Mac then go at his center ring. Mac hits him with, his, with a stunner too, uh, but doesn't pin him. He rolls out the ring. Number 15 comes out, and it's Chavo Guerrero Jr. It's really crazy. There's a lot of people out here now. Um, Drago power bombs Evans in the stands. Sagrada uh, dives at Chavo, but he gets caught. Chavo puts him in a camel clutch, and Sagrada submits. So I guess uh, all those times of uh, Chavo getting a, you know, not getting the best of uh, Hornswoggle was his name in the WWE. I guess he gets revenge by taking out the Sagrada here. Then Cage gets put in position for the 619. But Taya pulls the ropes down and Ray crashes out to the floor. Then Mundo returns with a cinder block in hand. He smashes it over Cage's head. Obviously the cinder block must have been made out of dust the way he exploded over him. And uh, Taya covers him and gets the three count. So Cage is also out of the match. Uh, Phoenix then grabs Taya, hits a bridging German suplex. One, two, three. Taya's out of here. Uh, and down the steps comes number 16, and it's PJ Black. Uh, at this point, I was thinking we're missing four people, and I know two were going to be Mill and Dragon and Sticker Jr. Figured one was going to be Tejano, but I was trying to figure out who was going to be the other one. Sexy Star, Cobra Moon, is Matanza coming? Someone new. So uh, PJ now goes to help team up on Drago with Evans. But Drago's trying to fight them both off. And number 17 comes out and it's Aerostar. Forgot about him. He joins Drago in the battle. And it's just because basically a tag match with uh, Aerostar and Drago fighting Evans and PJ Black. They're in the ring. PJ hits Drago with a brain buster. At the same time, Aerostar hits like a top rope flipping power driver on Jack Evans. They both cover and get simultaneous three counts. So Evans and Drago are out of his match. Uh, it's time for number 18, and it is Dragon Azteca Jr. Been excited to see him in the ring. It was worth the wait, although I thought he was going to be a bigger guy. He's actually, he's a, he's a cruiserweight. He's a, he's a small guy, but he's pretty good flying over the ring. 
does a nice flip dive over the ring post on Mac right in front of the famous B and Brenda who doesn't love it. Looking really well in this match. And now it's time for number 19 and it is indeed Tejano. So I guess there really was no Pentagon tonight. No sexy star either. And I guess at this point there was going to be no Matanza. It doesn't take him long to make his mark as far as Tejano. Uh, he hits PJ with a sit-up powerbomb, gets the pinfall on him. Then it gets serious because here comes the former champion, Mil Muertes. He comes down as the crowd pops for him. But coming from behind him, Pentagon Jr. with a chair. He brutally attacks Mill with the chair as the fans in the temple are going ballistic. He sends Mill into the ring. Ray hits a splash as Puma helps hold him down. One, two, three. Mill Muertes is eliminated. This, this is just crazy. The crowd is going bananas. This is nuts. Pentagon, uh, you know, not realizes, you know, he's about to uh, face the wrath of Mill, he takes off, running out of the temple, and insane Muertes is chasing after him. Katrina is beside herself. She starts screaming at Vampiro to come to her. She tells Vampiro to, and excuse my language, folks, but this is what was said. She said, get the fuck out of here. She then slaps his face. Uh, the timer now is counting down for another entry, and like the the buzzer's going off. The striker's saying, you know, that's a technical uh, malfunction. There's nobody else. But when it does get to zero, at the top of the steps is Dario Cueto. I was totally marking out. The temple has exploded. This is out of the world awesome. He cuts a promo that this is his temple. He is El Jefe. The boss. And he says there's one more entry tonight. It's his brother, Matanza Cueto. He comes to the ring, um, looking basically like he did last episode with like, he almost kind of looked like a Jason Voorhees or Michael Myers type uh, getup, you know, like a jumpsuit, uh, with that black mask and that blood all over the jumpsuit. And, um, he comes to the ring. They all attack him as soon as he gets to the ring, but he just shrugs them all off as they go flying. Phoenix charges them and is power slammed and pinned. The fans are not happy to see Phoenix out the match. The Max goes up and gives him a stunner, but Matanza no-sells it, gives him a bridging German. One, two, three, Mac is out. He takes out Aerostar pretty much the same way. Now, I know the guy's green. But it's showing a little too much of some of these suplexes. They look a little sloppy. Although, there's no doubt the power this guy has. This is a powerful man. Although not the stature that we hoped for. Not the stature that we were led to believe Matanza was. We thought he was like this giant monster. He's really probably about my height. Maybe half an inch taller than me. But very thick. Very, I heard somebody else say this. So I'm going to give credit. I actually heard. I believe it was Dave Meltzer. Uh, said this, but when I heard it, it was absolutely right. He looks a lot like Taz. Maybe a little taller, but definitely the same build as Taz. Um, which works since most of the guys in Lucha Underground are kind of small anyway. So, you know, that kind of works. 
Dahano then tries next, and I guess he was trying a Hurricane Rana. I'm not really sure what he was trying to do, but he gets power bombed. One, two, three. Now the crowd's not really that happy. A lot of the crowd is booing, and I can kind of see why. Not because Batons is pulling off some really nice power moves, but I think, you know, this is some guy who's now squashing all the fan favorites that the temple really loves. So, you know, it's kind of hard just to bring a guy in off cold to do this. We see Chavo is literally hiding on the side of the ring. Matanza then turns and sees Joey Ryan handcuffed out there. Ryan's trying to rat out Chavo, but the monster has a one-track mind. He rips the steel bar out of the barrier that the handcuff was locked onto and drags Ryan into the ring. His three rolling, um, I forgot what they call them. They're like gut wrench suplexes. Um, I'm trying to remember what they were. There's a name for them. Like, for some reason, I'm thinking it starts with a K, but I can't remember right now. He hits some with three of them and pins Joey. Next, there's uh, four people left, and we have Puma, Ray, Azteca Jr., and Chavo. So they're deciding to join forces being led by Chavo here. But Chavo double-crosses them, uh, shoves two of them into like the ring post and the floor, and then throws Azteca into the ring. Azteca tries his best. But nothing's phasing the monster, and he gets choke slammed, and it's over. Chavo then tries to play up the Dario like he's on his side. If you remember from season one, they kind of had a working relationship. Dario smiles and tells him to go join Matanza in the ring. But once he turns out of his sight, he gives Matanza the throat slash signal. Chavo goes in, it's closed on Matanza, standing moonsault, and Chavo is gone. Uh, <laughs> the crowd actually uh, cheers for that one. It's now up to Ray and Puma to stop this monster. So they double team him. And they seem to stagger him for a second, but he disposes of Ray out the ring, then hits an overhead pump handle suplex on Puma, deadlift German suplex, and he pins Puma one, two, three. Oh my god, by the way, at this point, you know, it's only, now it's down to the last two. It's Ray and Matanza. The crowd now obviously knows what's happening here and is going crazy. And freaking Stryker is talking over this great moment with the crowd. Just a horrible, horrible thing. It really, it, it was really annoying to me. Like, there's a time Jim Ross, Mauro Ronaldo, any of the greats would know to shut up right here. And let's listen to this crowd. As they're going crazy as there's two men left in this match. Stryker talked over the entire moment. And really. Now, and I'm telling you. Like I love this show. This was a great match. And this thing with Stryker. Is a black mark on it. And he's a black mark on this show. I have gotten to a point that. I, I don't talk about it. Because I don't want to be. You know. Beating a dead horse so to speak. Every show about how bad he is. But he's just really awful. And I doubt, you know, Robert Rodriguez or anybody responsible for Lucha Underground is ever going to listen to this podcast. But if they ever did, you seriously need to think about this show and that moment and what Stryker did and understand. Try to understand. I know you're not wrestling guys, you're TV show guys, but try to understand what a moment that was ruined by him. And either someone schooled this guy on what he's doing or replace him with somebody good. Okay, enough of my rant here. Let's get back to the match. 
they they going at it. Uh, Ray winds up eating a hard lariat. Uh, Ray fights back with some kicks. He gets Matanza down for the 609. He goes for it, but Matanza catches him. Ray, though, is like wiggling and wiggling and escapes. And then uh, Drop kicks him in the back and then does connect on the 619. Matanza is wobbly as Ray goes up top. He goes to the Hurricane Rana, but is blocked. Pop-up power slam. One, two, three. Matanza is the new Lucha Underground champion. Dario snatches the belt and the microphone from my future wife, Melissa Santos. You didn't think I was going to miss my gimmick, did you? And uh, he announces his brother as the new champion as the show closes. Okay, there's a lot to take in here. Um, I always thought this was a possibility. I said that. I don't have a problem with the result. Um, I don't have a problem with the making Matanza a monster. I don't have a, a problem with Matanza winning this match and becoming champion. But I didn't like the way it was booked to get to it. You took what was an incredible match. And you kind of slowed it to a crawl there at the end. With Matanza just going one-on-one with everybody. And look, I know this is a story. and you're, But you're making the top guys fall in like one move each. You know, let the guy work with everyone a bit before he beats them. You know, you're burying your roster with this. You know, you know, with a guy that you haven't taken the time to get over yet. You know... Did you, you know, did you get him over tonight? You may have. The guy definitely, he's he's athletic as all hell. Uh, he could do a lot of nice things in the ring. I do see some greenness, but I do see a lot of power. So, you know, I maybe you made a start today. Maybe you didn't. But sometimes when you're making a start, you don't want to bury every top face that you have in the company doing it. You know, and history shows the fans are going to rebel against something like that. I mean, you know, look at what's going on with WWE and uh, the the champ. Uh, well, I guess he's, no, he's not the champ, right? I'm so not up to date with WWE, but uh, he was the champ, Roman Reigns. And I know, like, he's in the WrestleMania main event, and from what I'm hearing, he's getting booed in every arena. And, you know, it's stuff like that. It's a guy that the fans didn't choose. It's a guy that you chose. And yes, you're the guys writing the show, and you get to do that. But you have to realize, too, there's a way to get the fans to be on your side with something. I'm not sure this was the way to do this. I mean, still time's going to tell. And, uh, you know, I don't know if everybody was over with Mill Muertes, but the way you did it with Mill, to me, is the way you build a monster. I totally mark out for Mill Muertes now. I just think that's the way this should have been done with him. Yeah, they didn't win this match, but let's not make him kick. Uh, no sell every move against him and then beat everybody with one move. You know, let him sit there and fight with everybody. Let him take a couple of shots but come back. Let him take a couple of big shots but kick out at two. You know, you know, you still make him a monster by doing that, but you're not burying your guys. Still, I did enjoy this match immensely. Um, before the Matanza stuff, I thought it was better than last year's. Like I said, while it wasn't, the Matanza stuff wasn't terrible by any means. It wasn't as good as the pre-Matanza stuff. So I kind of think maybe the first Aztec Warrior was slightly better. But, you know, only slightly. Again, great match. Tons of remarkable moments in this match. And I'm really excited to see, you know, what we're going to do. Now, there's one thing that you have to point out. Is there's two top guys that Matanza didn't see. That's Mil Muertes and that's Pentagon Jr. So those are two top guys that he didn't go through. And so, you know, hopefully 
uh, we'll see these two guys as the, the guys that come along to challenge uh, Matanza later on. And especially with Mill, is going to be much bigger in size than Matanza. So, you know, maybe, you know, in some ways I'm wondering if that's why they got rid of Mill early. They didn't want to show, like, how much bigger Mill is than Matanza when he's supposed to be the monster. But we'll see how this all works out. And that's our show. And, uh, yes, Aztec Warfare 2 is all you thought it was going to be. It is... Uh, so much. It definitely watch the show, watch the match. Um, you know, and I, I hope I didn't come off on a negative vibe about this. I mean, I'm, I am critiquing the show. Um, overall, it was fantastic show, but you know, I, I did have a small nitpick problem with the way they got Matanza to where they got him, which is my only slight issue. But believe me, that doesn't take away from what a fun, fun match this was. And uh, I can't wait to Aztec Warfare 3. I look forward to this way more than the War Rumble right now, I'll tell you that. And, uh, okay, so that's our show. And uh, hopefully you'll be back with us next time as we talk Lucha Underground. We also have um, an invasion battle in New Japan coming up soon. We'll talk about that. The new formation of uh, the new Bullet Club tag team going with the titles. And uh, we'll, uh, Will Ospreay's uh, debut. It's going to be a lot of good stuff at that uh that show so uh you know get ready for us to talk about that very soon and until the next time thanks for listening and bye bye